This episode is brought to you by the Food John Podcast. The Food John Podcast is a weekly podcast dedicated to exploring the world of food and drink. Hosted by two experienced chefs, Mills and P, the show talks all things culinary. From discussing the latest trends to sharing stories from their own experiences in the kitchen, the Food John Podcast provides a unique look into what goes into making great food. My favorite highlights from the show are the Q&A segment, the effects of COVID on the industry, tales from the kitchen, and the general banter. It's worth a listen. So if you're looking for a fun and informative podcast about all things related to food and drink, then the Food John podcast is for you. A link will be provided in this episode's description. What's going on? I'm sorry. It's your boy Mills. You're now tuning into the Food John podcast. P? I'm here. What's happening? Nothing, man. Nothing. I heard you wanted to have a... uh a, a, a very selective, special conversation today. You heard you was there, bro, when I said it. It was your homework. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. The Bear on Hulu. Such a good show. I'm glad you put me onto it. Okay, I binged it in mm-hmm. like four hours. Quick, John. Yeah, quick, quick. Eight episodes. Each episode was almost thirty minutes a pop. Like, you can really sit down and lose track of time and, like, damn, I watched the whole thing? Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Uh, God tier, top tier, mid tier? I think right now, for me, it's top tier. Okay. I think when they do the second season, when they really come into their own, mm-hmm. it's going to turn into a God tier type show. But it was extremely refreshing because they gave you first like first hand insight on how shit really goes Bruh. on all levels the financial the the business the 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 staff the <sighs> the, the personal bruh like the the kitchen politics yes bruh the women in kitchen politics oh my goodness Bro, bro, O'Head, what's her name on the show? Spoilers. This is this episode. Spoiler is alert. Spoilers everywhere. Bam, 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 bam. Spoiler alert. We spoiling. If you haven't seen it by now, if you if you if you're in this profession, you should have seen it. I agree. If you're not in this profession, please understand. Spoiler alert. But we're gonna touch on a little bit of what happened in the show from our experiences. So we won't spoil it, spoil it too much, but we do got it. We're this is the deep dive. We getting, we going right in. Also, it was a classic, classic. Let you see the dynamic between younger people in the industry and older people in the industry, and how Boy. and how it's like two bulls colliding and they just button heads all day, every day because. My way works. Your way is a piece of shit. You're half my age. You can't tell me what to do. This how I what. This is how I was taught to do it. This how I've been doing it, and this how I'm gonna keep doing it. No, I don't care how easier your way is. I don't care how. You're. I don't want your elevated omelet. Right. I don't know. This is this is how we do it. Tina pissed me off, but she burnt uh, Sydney sauce on purpose. Kitchen Car- politics. Karm is on her ass. Kitchen politics. Yes, sir. Kitchen politics. I'm looking like 
Like, come on, t- like, come on, Tina. What you doing? It went, bro. So, what was your favorite part of the show? And not necessarily like your favorite episode or your favorite scene. Just related to you and your story, what was your favorite part of the show? What, like, matter of fact, let me rephrase that. What part did you relate to the most? Okay. The part I related to the most is when Carm mm-hmm. first came back and he was trying to implement how he wanted things to be done in the kitchen and realizing the kitchen was chaos. Right. And the reason it related to me is because once I reached a once I reached a management position within mm-hmm. the industry and I'm like actually leading people every day. Yeah. There was a lot of things that I wanted to implement and I got a lot of kickback, especially from the older the older generation. Right. Because it's like well, you could be my grandson. Like I've been and it's like, listen, I'm not trying to change how you do your job i just want to make you more effective at doing your job you got to meet me halfway whether you want to or not mm-hmm. because right now i'm in, i'm in charge of you but they knew i wasn't going to be no i wasn't going to be a dick right unless i had to be fortunately for everybody there was very few times where i had to be but Growing pains, being in that position to be the guy and knowing that you're going to get kicked back, what he went through, it was like, yeah, I was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what about you? <coughs> I'm Carmi. You are Carmi. I'm Carmi. Yeah, you are. I was watching it and I was like, this is why he wanted me to watch this show. I'm Carmi. Because it's a show about him. There's a... <laughs> I'm not a. That just made me sound crazy. No, I'm not a. No, because if you think about it again, if you watch the show, you know that Carmi is an onion. There's so many layers to him. Carmi mm. was a dick when he had to be, but for the most part, he was a guy that was misunderstood that just wanted shit to work. I like how, I, I like how you cleaned that up. That's the truth. I like how you cleaned that up. This is not the truth. That's not where I was going. I like the clean up though. Like you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're a pinch hitter. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, you know. Nah, from I'm when I say I'm Carmi, in the beginning, when he was working at that um In New York? No, that wasn't New York. That wasn't New York? Noma I'm wasn't a, in New York? I think Noma was in California. Okay. But that the way they had it set up in that scene where the dude was in his ear like you ain't shit i'll tell your mama you ain't shit like he told him he should die you should bro i know what place that is that they kind of like alluded okay i wanted to work in that place really it's called the french laundry i heard of that i wanted to work there french i heard it for the french laundry i wanted to work there Where's that in real life? California. It's in California. I wanted to work there. Bad, really? Bad, too. Bad, too. And then I had to realize I'm from Philly. Pussy what? Right. <laughs> and at that age, when I was, like, first figuring it out, like, 
coming out of working in a French restaurant for free. What? Where in California is this? Like San Francisco? Where I believe San Francisco area. Okay. I could be wrong. We got to double check on that. Google. Google. But it's called the French Laundry. That's what that place. That's I believe that's what they kind of like. Um, you know, that's where the idea of that place was. It's based off of French Laundry. And <clears throat> at that point in my career, because it was so early and I was so wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, I had no idea what I was going to get myself into, but I knew I'm going to make it. <laughs> that was it. And that part, and then when Carmi was like, I he transitioned to going back home, that was me when... I left New York and came back home with a completely different perspective and a complete different respect for what essentially made me. So that's where I'm at with it. And it's called the French Laundry, right? French Laundry, yeah. French American Fine Dining. Uh-huh. Okay, so it is in Napa Valley. In California. Wine country. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's right across the street from Napa Valley Museum. Okay. I just uh, Googled it. Yep. The pictures are astounding. Mm-hmm. And this kitchen has like 15 people in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're working on top of each other. But when the stuff that comes out is tremendous. Breathtaking. And you want to work here. I wanted to work there. I would have worked there for free. Just to get the knowledge. I would have worked there for yeah, because I had at that point when I'm just starting out and I'm kind of working at this um, French restaurant and I'm learning new learning new things, tasting different things. I'm starting to understand conceptually what it, it what it is that makes a chef. Okay. And the guy I was working for, I shouted him out before. He had the he had the best French restaurant on the East Coast. I'm still fresh off the block. I don't even understand what is going on. Okay. I just know I'm having fun learning. Got you. So then it turns into, well, what else is there? And I find about this place in California. What I'm glad was that I initially didn't just go over there. Okay. Got it out the mud. Cause, Cause, I know me at that point in time, they would have sent your ass packing. Twenty, twenty one, twenty two. No, I'd have been booked up over there. Oh, alright. <laughs> yeah, cause because it cultural and and then in this conversation we'll talk on the old school versus the new school. Right. The old school way is you do what I fucking tell you to do. Yes, chef. No chef. Heard chef, and that's it. Don't ask me no questions. I'm telling you exactly what to do. And we'll bring it to now, today. I'm Chef Dickhead now because of where I work. Okay. Perfect, exa- perfect example. This just happened to me today. Yo, don't put cheese on the pasta. Well, why not? Because I said so and it's my fucking kitchen. What you mean? Well, they like it that way. I don't care. And we're from the, from where I came from and how I came up, 
why are you asking me questions? I already told you the assignment. Right. Now it's too much talking. So that is, when I say I'm karmy in the beginning, that is what I come from. I don't understand this new way. I'm very old school. Now, as a black man, I have empathy and I understand. Okay. So it's like, it's a really strange dichotomy of how that shit, how being a black chef, you have to, you have to be aware of certain shit and you have to be able to navigate being a chef, but also being a black man first. Right. That's why I told you to watch the show. Well, I'm glad I did, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I did, because... Um, so... <laughs> who... Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I know where you're going with this. Who, in your eyes, that we've worked with mm-hmm. was Richie? Was Richie? Yeah. I don't think we worked with Richie. You 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 might have been the closest thing. Really? We got to think about what Richie really was, the the voice of the kitchen. He was the voice of the kitchen, but Richie was also a a, a fuck up. Richie Okay. Richie Richie got in his own way the entire series until the very end when he got his shit together. Now, we got to remember to separate it's there was some TV fantasy shit going on. No, I didn't even mention the TV fan. I'm not even. Ta- I'm talking about straight ch- beef, Chicago beef, the restaurant. Uh huh. He because when Carmi came in, he fought him on everything because he felt like he was trying to change him, change how he did shit, change everything, and he was loud and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. He didn't give a fuck about what was going on. Not this has nothing mm-hmm. to do with out of the restaurant shit. Just there, he just was okay with being a monumental douche until the end when they got their shit together and he realized, damn, you know what? The status quo is trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Do you got somebody in mind? Because I really can't. That second part of just a monumental fuck up. That's loud for all the wrong reasons. I don't know who that person is that we would both that we both work with. Oh, I do. I know him. That- <laughs> yeah, but you don't, you don't, you don't want me to say nobody's name. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> it starts with an M. Yeah. Short. Yeah. <sighs> Was he a fuck up though? Yeah. But, okay. All right. Let me rephrase that. I don't know if he was a fuck up because I didn't pay attention to him enough. You got to remember at that point in time, I was just like, it was. And you was there at night. As, as in high school, I was there at night and I came back for a little bit in the summer and I worked during the day. Yeah. And then when I came, when I moved back home full time, he wasn't there long after. Yeah. So y'all, y'all were like ships passing in the night. Yeah. He scared the shit out of me one day. And <laughs> this ain't this ain't a tells for the kids. It's just some funny shit. This is a str- when I when I every time I Wait, say this, I had to down t- downstairs kitchen or upstairs kitchen? Upstairs. Upstairs kitchen? Upstairs kitchen. Okay. We, we already transitioned over. Okay. 
when I say I when I always say I got the taste buds of a six year old, right? It was a point where I had this weird fascination with Insure. Insure was like the greatest thing to me. It's fucking disgusting. It it's just sugar. Yeah, I know. So when you're a kid, it's like this is sugar and I'm full. I I'm in the storeroom, crack that joint. I start chugging it. All the hair is Whoa. That was him. <laughs> when I tell you that shit was all over my clothes, he was like, he was like, first he was like, damn, yo, you ain't even flinch. And I turned around and he was like, well, I got you, dumbass. <laughs> shit was all over my clothes. I was like, what the, f-? like, why? And he bust out laughing. But that was my introduction to like, it's okay to play pranks in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Because he was the king of that shit. Um, <laughs> He was the king of that shit, and the dynamic. Since we're since you know we're talking, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm still not gonna say anybody's name, but him and Miss P, the fucking banter between them two. Miss P, sixth floor. I don't know. Miss Pat, yo. Miss Pat, short, light skin. Oh my God, rest in peace, Miss Pat, man. Yeah, she went out bad. I felt bad. I uh, really felt bad for her. Yeah. But you know, the, the, the dynamic, the, people, the dynamic yeah. between them two. They used to cuss each other the fuck yo, out. <laughs> yo, you would think they hated each other. That they hate? No, no, no. They hated each other. That's why I got moved to the sixth floor. Dog. I, I was the. I was like. <laughs> I was there to lay on everybody's sword. Whenever when you used to was beefing with with Miss B, yeah, I know you talk about laid on that sword. Like I was the sacrificial lamb. Whenever y'all had beef, they like we'll just we'll just send send send, send, send Mills up there. Like, and I used to be like, I wanted to stay on sixth floor or third floor. I didn't want to move. And they like Psh, they beefing go to four. I'm like fuck, hate four. Like <laughs> wait, do you remember that one time though? I think this is this might have been the one time that you was like truly like mad at me. So we was both there in the morning one day, and you were supposed to work on I forget what floor you were supposed to work Probably on. Probably three or six. I think it was third. But I took I sniped you. I took the floor, and, and you I, put me and I was on four for, for that morning. And I had put you on four, and I took your floor, and you had already had that shit set up. You moved. You went to the fourth floor, but you you wanted to, you wanted to rumble me bad that day. You was hot, and I knew you was hot because you didn't even try to hide that shit. And I felt terrible about that shit afterwards. I tried I, I tried to give you your floor back because I really felt like damn. I like I like I, I was on some nuts. Say why you wanted to be on that floor. I can't remember. Oh, because because my baby was on that floor. That's the floor she worked on. You could have just told me that, and I understood. I think at that point though we were still relatively new and we was playing everything close to the vest like nobody knew what was going on. Now I knew I knew I, knew. I called I was like yo you I know why you want to be I know why you want to be up there. That was the part of the argument. And I was playing dumb like what the fuck are you talking about? The shorty the new joint. I know what's going on. No, <laughs> you was mad. Crazy part about it is you ain't fucking talk to me until lunch. Cuz it was I, breakfast. Like five hours had went past. Radio silence. You was looking at me like pussy. I was saying it too. <laughs> like, 
it was like you know how some of the drawers had a little glass pane in the doorway yeah i was hoping you could like, it was like man fuck you boy <laughs> there's yeah. a toaster downstairs you know what i'm talking <laughs> I hated you And it was just like You ain't gonna keep it real with me Like It wasn't think, even so much That you did it It's the fact You waited for me And you We talked about my OCD Shit was pristine No it was I sniped the shit out you For that joint I apologize To this day I'm like that, that, that was That was a douchey Douchey Bad move on my part And If If We can relate this To the bear Mm-hmm. That douchey thing that I did was kind of like the one of the one of the ending scenes between Carm and Sydney, when she was when she quit. She's like, "Fuck this! Mm-hmm. I, you ain't never gonna fucking talk to me like that again. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I yeah. got I, I got too much respect for myself to sit here and take this fucking abuse." Right, and I think same thing with Marcus with the pastries. But but see, here's the thing, and I think this is why I related to Carmi so much. You don't if you don't under if you don't have the maturity to understand how to reach people, it's gonna blow up in your face every time. Because not everybody's built to withstand what he went through. He went through some shit. Something he said, I wish you would die. Yeah. Why the fuck are you holding it like that? You're gonna fucking fuck it. Like he was talking to him crazy, and that's so old school. It's like they're trying to break you, and if they don't break you, you belong. Right. And Carmi's whole thing was, I'm gonna break you, and then what this new school thing is, I don't gotta be here. I don't gotta be here. Shorty was so talented. She didn't even realize, like, she was so talented, and I don't even think she realized what Carmi was trying to do. And well, one, she was extremely impatient. Impatient? She thought she was better than what she was, and she wasn't ready. Yeah. And instead of Carmi explaining it to her from just a, a, listen, I know where you at. You're going to need somebody to rein you in. He was just like, no. Fuck that. I ain't going to work here. No. And she like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. And when the shit blew up in her face. When she had <laughs> when she had the to-go orders. Ooh. When she had the to-go orders preset to um, pre-order. And them tickets came in. Remember my, remember my tells six minute, For six minutes straight. No, that shit was half the episode. That shit Yo. was going off. I've listened. I I cried laughing because I understood what that feels like. And she quit and walked out in the middle of that shit. And what Carmi do? Got to it. Bring everybody together. Brought everybody together. Everybody, well, everybody that was still there. Yeah, I mean, pastry boy, Sydney bounce and Marcus bounce. But the the two people that fucked up the worst. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Because he was still fucking around with them donuts. And they was like, yo, like, today ain't the day for that shit. Where your cake at? Where's this at? And he he was behind. Like, after he told him he wasn't going to fall behind again. Days behind. Days. We ain't talking about Betty. Excuse me. We ain't, we ain't not talking about Betty Crocker 
chocolate cake. We talking flour, baking soda, baking powder, sugar. Yeah. From scratch. Cocoa powder from scratch. Eggs, milk, like butter. People have no, some people don't even realize how long it takes for butter to soften outside the refrigerator. No. No, they don't. And, and and then the crazy part is, people assume it's the little stick of butter that you get from the supermarket. No, it's the one pound, Jones, like the blocks. A pound. Yeah. Now you can cheat and put them in like a hot box, melt it faster, get it get it soft that way. I've seen people do that. But you run the risk of breaking it. So, you got the ele- the the elements that make up butter is the butter, the water, the butter fat. Yeah. And once they start to separate, you change you change the composition of it. So you could fuck a cake oh, you could fuck a cake up that way. So like it's just so much that goes into like being a chef. It ain't just it don't matter your creativity don't matter until you understand how to execute consistently. Right. Also you um you can't rush the process neither. No. And shit has to be precise. Yeah. Because if you notice in the show, when he fell behind, he thought if he did it faster, turn the machine up, have it mix faster, cut certain steps in half, oh, all right, cool, I'll, I'll catch up. It's like, no, nah, bro, nah, you're bro. not going to catch up. You're just going to make a fucking mess. <laughs> he made a mess. Listen, I'll never forget one night I was working this one. I was working in a steakhouse. We had to make fresh hollandaise. Ooh. And. I do not like hollandaise. And when I tell you the president of culinary operations for that company was there. And one night I was. I wasn't in the weeds. But everybody was ordering Bernays. Over and over and over. And I was like Fuck. Start trying to rush to make the hollandaise. Breaks. Rushing again. Break. I fucking grabbed that Roboku so fast. He said, Hey, chef, what the fuck are you doing with that? I was like, He was Italian, boy? Yeah, old school Italian. Old school Italian. Chef, what the fuck are you doing with that? I'm like, I need hollandaise for these next 12 orders. He said, Well, you better whisk it. And I was like, I'm not doing that right now. This motherfucker came over and made Hollandaise for 22 orders. And half the time it took me to do it in the fucking Roboco. Sunju. What? I was okay with that. I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And he's like, you can't rush it. You can't rush it. Listen, and that's when he gave me the lesson. Yo, you talk like you're the guy and you walk around and act like it. But when you start cracking under pressure, you're going to make everybody else crack. Stay cool. You'll be all right. It's going to get done. You dictate what goes on in the kitchen. So, like, goes back to when the shit show, Carmi was like, even when even when Homeboy started fucking up and left, rallied everybody together. Well, what was left? Yeah. Yo, bring it in. Because it was what? As far as cooks go, it was just him, Tina, and the old head ball. The, the, the Caribbean ball. Yeah, it was yeah. just them three. And got it out. What what they could. Yeah. 
because the other the other bull was like miscellaneous. Oh, he was a handyman until then you, then he wasn't. Had, then you had Richie, and then you had the two dishwashers. Yeah, and that was it. But but if a good leader will ring that all in. Oh, the handyman. You talking about the the white bull that had all the tattoos? Yeah. No, I'm talking about the skinny black bull. I'm trying to remember. That was the hmm? the skinny black bull. He like. Stock the bags and shit. Like, oh yeah, 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 he did all the miscellaneous mm-hmm. shit. Yep, yeah. So, I mean, those are the people when you talked about old head that <laughs> that told you like, if I don't ask you for help, don't help me. Like, yeah. you need people like that. You need people that stay calm under pressure. Like, also when the handyman and Richie got into that fight, oh, what did he tell? What did he tell him to, to call him? That shit was hilarious. He said, "What did he say? Call me, t- call me your mommy or some shit. Some crazy shit. <laughs> but that was the funniest, worst fight that I think I've ever seen. Listen, let me tell you something. Fights in the kitchen, they're like so common, but you get over them quick because it's such a high pressure situation." You kind of be like, listen, I was tripping, I was tripping, I was pissed, I was pissed. Like, and you get over it. Right. Like, you would think within those moments, fighting happens constantly in the kitchen. It's like, no, nah, it, it arguing always happens. Fighting rarely happens. I've never in my entire culinary career, I've never witnessed a fight in any kitchen that I've ever worked in. And mm-hmm. the only fight that I almost was a part of was recently with Mr. Rodney when Uh-oh. I kept stepping on his toes. We almost fought. I don't know if you remember. You did? Almost? Yeah, when I asked you if you could fight. Oh, yeah, you did ask me if I could. But I knew you was playing. <laughs> depending on, if, depending on if, you didn't, if you didn't laugh in your response, we'd have fought that day. Yeah, I remember you was like, yo, you was like, no, you was like, yo, yo, can you fight? Because I can. <laughs> and I was like, this motherfucker got to be playing. Nah, that was towards the end of my tenure where I just didn't give a fuck anymore. But that's a whole nother conversation. That's not even a conversation for the show. Nah, nah. Well, that, we had that conversation yeah, already. Now it's funny as shit. I mean, you be of course we can laugh at it now. Yeah. yeah. Then it was like, ugh, like I don't know. Yeah, bro. I, was, yeah. I don't know about this guy. <laughs> this but, guy, this guy might have been a chameleon. He might have, he might have made it seem like he was a cool dude, but in retrospect, I don't fucking know. No, I was. It's your fault. But that's a Every, story. everything can't be my fault, yo. No, you you said show me your true colors, and I was like, all right. I wasn't talking about those. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so what's your what's the what's the funniest moment in the show to you? The funniest moment? Yeah, funniest. Um, it was a, it was a couple of them. Let me see. I'm trying to think of the best one for me. The funniest moment on the show for me, I'll give you. I, I'll give you, was I, it was funny but serious. Was when they had the bachelor party and shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit went, went shit went left, <laughs> and they came in that door fucking shit up, and then Rick, <laughs> Richie almost caught a fucking homie. He was bitching. Did he wake up yet? Did he wake up yet? He was bitching. Listen. <laughs> that was like the moment of like, 
Have you seen something close to that, similar in real life? Yeah, just yeah. as far since you've been in the kitchen, you you know people host events or whatever. Them getting too belligerent. Yeah. Oh yeah. At the hotel. Always at the hotel. Yeah. Always at the hotel. Bruh, like I've seen, bruh, bruh. I seen real quick. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It was an event. I think like it was a wedding reception, mm-hmm. and they was sloshed. Always, like with a capital S. Mm-hmm. I went to the bathroom in the back because I was working in the in the event, so I used the bathroom that they was using. We wasn't supposed to because it was a public bathroom, yeah. but fuck that, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, so and you I, always go to the nice bathroom. Yeah, of course you got to. Yeah, so I'm in there taking a piss, and these dudes walking, and they get to the arguing. <laughs> okay. About fantasy football. It's it's always football that fucked the party up. Fantasy football. And they get to the arguing. This is an ultimate pause moment. So I go to the sink, wash my hands. I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I'm not supposed to be in here. Mm-hmm. Dudes is arguing. Dick in hand. He turns away from the urinal and is like, what do you mean? But he's pissing the whole time. Oh, my God. What do you mean? What are you, what are you even talking about? Pee flying everywhere. He pissed on one of the groomsmen. They was about to roll on him. It was like, yo, put your fucking cock away. And I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to get out of here right now. You should have seen the sheer horror on my face because I couldn't believe what was happening. Listen. Bruh. Yo, if these walls could talk the things they would say. Bruh. Listen. I don't think I ever told anybody that shit neither. Like, none of my coworkers, nobody. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, am I in a Twilight Zone? Hold on. Let me just... Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, right? You get a round of applause, right? It's a subtle flex. It's a flex for both of us. You never told anybody that story. Now you told it to hundreds of listeners. Yeah. We yeah. got them. Yeah. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> that shit was bruh. beyond me. Listen. Yo, as we've been recording this, right, I think what I've come to understand is like, for the longest, I used to think I was like angry as a chef, just because of how I respond to things. Right. But now I'm starting to understand how passionate I was. So this is a tales from the kitchen, but we, you know, this is a little brief. Right. Right. But I don't want to. This tales from the kitchen coincides in one of the episodes, and what my favorite, the funniest moment is when Shorty stabbed Richie in the ass. In the ass. Okay. I was in tears laughing when I saw that shit because I don't think it was an accident. I don't think it was an accident either. Okay, cool. Now we're on the same page. I'll give you this tell from the kitchen. So this goes back to my OCD. Don't touch nothing on my station. We had this one kid. Now, granted, I understood he was eager to learn. And whenever I had the moment to teach him something, I would. Right. But he always had a habit of taking it upon himself. To teach himself. Okay. So one day we on a line. Um, fire table, just fire table seventeen. 
You hear everybody go her fire seventeen. Yo, chef, fire seventeen. What seventeen? I don't got to check for seventeen. I got forty four. I got thirty six. I got nineteen. I don't got a seventeen. Fire thirty five. Yo, I don't got a thirty five. What the fuck? He was he was he was a dish. Comes over, my bad, chef. I put him up here on top of the on top of the uh, the window. So I go, yo, we're gonna talk about this later. Stay the fuck off my station, cause now I'm behind, and now everybody's behind, and now everybody's pissed. It's a domino effect. So now you're gonna stay late because the table's getting their food late, and so on and so forth. But we'll talk about it later. <clears throat> so. The next day, we get everything situated. Right. It's fine. I, I can speed the shit out. Right. The next day, I take a saute pan and I put it in the in the broiler. I leave it there for so long that I forget about it. White. That's Damn. how hot that shit was. White. Damn. I take the joint. I have it in my hand. So it's been in there for at least 20 minutes. Broilers get to like 1500 degrees Yeah I know So That's like skin graft burn So listen I'm aware I'm aware And I'm also aware of What I ha- What I'm doing with it So I have the shit Like just out And I say hot pan So now I go over Walk over to the dish pit So I hold it Now it's not touching anybody But the sheer heat coming off of it Could start a fire Right. Yo, what's going on? Nothing, man. You know, I'm sorry about yesterday. I'm like, no, no, it's cool. We just talking. He like, what the, y'all, you burn this? You got something, brother? No, no, no. You good? You sure you good? He was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, something cooking? And he looks down and not touching him, just the sheer heat coming off the pan, his apron starts smoking, start melting away. So he takes it off. He's like, yo, you fucking crazy? Yes. Now stay the fuck off my station. <laughs> like, that's it. And it wasn't. It was nothing. No malice. I knew I needed to prove a point. Right. This is how serious this shit is. So when he kept fucking with Shorty, and Shorty, while she had the knife in her hand, accident or not, even though we both agree she did that shit on purpose. Yeah. Leave people to their devices. De- devices. Leave them alone. Right. And he was. A poke the bear guy. <laughs> he was. Doing- he was. I'm. A, I'm gonna keep fucking with you. No pun intended. Until you. Yeah. Right. But until e- you. But even. But this is. But the the. The the funny part about it is, Carmi and Richie is the same person. They were poking everybody. Richie did it completely different than Carmi did it. Yeah, he, Carmi did it in a professional dickhead way and mm-hmm. Richie was just a dickhead I hated Richie until the last episodes yeah he yeah yeah yeah. he 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 was a piece of work but how about the motherfucking fucking how about the the Adderall and the Ecto Cooler <laughs> fam it was so much shit going on in that show like all them kids was knocked the fuck out Listen, and then the old head boy that he owed the money to was like, "I'm cool with it." Listen, <laughs> it was so much shit where I knew they had to sprinkle like TV situations just to make it, you know, I guess accessible to everybody. Right. 
but you really just need to have a show about like cooking with real chef stories and real cook stories and don't mince any words and just tell the truth and it'd be the most honest and compelling shit ever I think I sent you I sent you the video where the dude on his last day put <laughs> filled both the fryer baskets with ice and dry. No, you didn't send me that story. I but, didn't, but I know because I've seen it happen personally. Wait, you see, you saw wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. You saw somebody put ice so, in a fryer. Yes and no. Well, yes, but they didn't do it maliciously. It was an accident, but it still happened. It still almost burnt the kitchen down. <laughs> Okay, so this is at this is at the hotel. I guess this be I guess this be my tales from the kitchen. Uh huh. This is I'm at the hotel, and we were spoiled because literally all we had to do was come in and cook, clean our station, break it down, and that was it. We mm-hmm. didn't have to clean no grills, no flat tops. We didn't have to do none of that shit. All the stewards they did all that shit. So damn, one I'm, one I'm, of the stewards. He was very eager to start cleaning as soon as we were done. He would come up with the grill cleaner. He would come up with his with his bamboo full of ice, the whole nine yards. He sat the bamboo with the ice on the countertop right where the fryer was. Mm-hmm. The bamboo fell on the fryer. <gasps> All the ice, like somebody knocked it over. The bamboo spilled into the fryer. All the ice went into the fryer. The shit steamed and bubbled up. It was oil all over the place. Oh, my God. Now, we had two fryers. They were side by side. For whatever reason, we never used both fryers on the, at the same time. It was one or the other. Yeah, you always keep one clean and one dirty. If the other fryer was on... We would have had a grease fryer. We would have had a grease fire. Like, it would have been ugly. Oh, my because God. Because the way our line was set up, it was four, four, it was a uh, four, four top oven, mm-hmm. four burners, a four burner oven, our flat top, fryer, fryer, grill next to the fryer, and then it was another four burner oven on the other end. Right. Damn, that's a long ass line. Yeah, that was the high side. That was that was hot and saute all in one line. And then that's still, that's still a long ass line. And then right next to it was the cold side. So it was like a it was like a big letter L. Yeah. And if both fryers was on, that fucking grill would have caught. Mm-hmm. And I would have walked off. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would have. I know. Listen, I know. I, I, I would have bounced. I, know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have tried to be no hero. I'm not trying to put no grease fire out. It's the end of my shift anyway. I'm walking off. Please, please remind me next week that that'll be my tales of something very similar. All right. Yeah, I would have bounced. And somebody tried to be the hero. Oh yeah, no, no, no hero shit for me. Listen, I'm not getting paid to be the hero. This place got insurance. I don't. <laughs> that's a. That's a fact. And this. And then. My, my the one chef that really really believed in me he told me your job is to gross revenue and protect the assets of the company and he said but never forget they got more 
Don't ever Superman your Superman yourself to death. Nope, wasn't doing it, bro. Listen, and he told me, and, and he told me that shit. I was like, yeah, but what I'm doing is not really Superman shit. He was like, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you could almost, if it's a chance that you could really hurt yourself, you shouldn't even do it. No, that's true. So I was like, damn, you, you know. He wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. No, absolutely not. He was you not know, lying. Rest in peace, Chef Don, man. He, t- <laughs> he t- <laughs> yeah, listen, my like he was, he was one of he was like my favorite chef because he was from the backwoods of like Pennsylvania, like close to West Virginia. Okay, talk like this, like really, really country. Okay, but like he didn't give a fuck. Can you cook or no? So and that was his only thing, and then one time he got into it with my um my food and beverage director, and he said, "Pussy, I'll throw you through that fucking wall." Damn! <laughs> all by all about defending me, he said the shit. Damn! Yeah, that's love. Yeah, for sure. But he always dropped a gym like this. I'll I'll say I'll give you another one. He said, "Yo, the reason why he wake up upset every day is because look what look what his wife look like." Wow, he said I come in here, and you you relate to this. He said I come in here happy every day. You know who I get to wake up next to, and I was like, "All right, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense." Yeah, but no, man, the bear, the bear is an amazing show, bro. No, it is. So before we get out of here, for sure, what's the last thing about the show that what's well are the last yeah. thing we're going to talk about? What's the one thing about that show that you appreciate the most? How real it was. Okay. It was it was touching because that story doesn't get told. The real story. Like what it takes to get average, what it takes to get good, what it takes to get great, and no matter how great you are, it's Richie was still telling him he wasn't shit. Fuck your fancy ass school. Yeah. You can't do this. Yeah. 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 And it's like, what? <laughs> you can't do what I was just doing. Like, and then that's that's the thing. This is the best way I gotta put it. What to me, Usain Bolt is the greatest athlete ever. I'm gonna tell you why. He has mastered the one thing that everybody on God's green is done. He ran. Everybody has ran. Usain is just better than everybody at it. All right, I see. I see where you're going. The thing with cooking is everybody has to eat and everybody has to cook. Who's great and who's not is so subjective. So subjective. I see. I see. I see what you're putting down. I see what you mean. Carmi was, from me visually seeing it, even though I know it's TV. I Carmi was nice, but everybody who cooked was like, "I'm better than you." And it's like, what? No way. Yeah. Let's go back to what I'm saying. Go back to when I was saying, "Yo, you could buy a chef jacket on Amazon." Like, you can buy a chef jacket at Restaurant Depot. You buy it. And he, it's, it's not it's not hard to get. Yeah, no. You can go to fucking Sam's Club or BJ's and get one. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, you're right. So for me, what you take from it? The best part of the show for me was the dynamic between Carmi and his dead brother, and how mm. they fell out and they didn't talk, and Carmi went away, and he went away to show his brother that he was just as good, if not better than him, and how he was going to make it with or without him. But then, as estranged as they were, because they did not have a relationship, Mm -hmm. after his brother died, his brother still loved him enough to leave the restaurant to him. And was like, listen, like, we ain't talk, but you're an extension of me. And I'm an extension of you. This, so mine's mm-hmm. is yours. And this, I'm leaving it to you. And that w- that couldn't have been any doper than it was. And it's one of those situations where if you don't really take it for what it's worth and you don't look at it the way it needs to be viewed, that whole dynamic is going to go right over your head. Bruh. It, I definitely missed right it. Right over your head. I missed it. Because remember, Carmi said, "If y'all were so close, why didn't he leave the restaurant to you?" I I didn't. I missed that whole thing. Respect. I missed that whole thing until the end, which we're not going to spoil that. Right. But the end, I was like, "What the fuck was the?" And then I went back. I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I remember I, I said I, I said the same thing. I said the same thing to you. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, what the fuck was the point of blah 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 blah. And you was like, no, look at it. And I was like, oh, holy shit. Because I missed it too. Yeah. Nas, Nas, this is like, probably like God tier rap titles. Rap song titles. Second childhood. Your chance to redo it through somebody else. Right, right. That was Carmi's brother. Carmi is his brother's second childhood. You get to redo it and do it right this time. Yeah. And then when when all of you at home watch it, if you haven't seen it yet, you will know what we're talking about when the series ends. Because technically, if you really think about it, season one is the prequel. Season two, is this is when they really get started. <laughs> So it ends on a crazy cliffhanger. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Like, okay, now, now it's about to begin. Because now it starts. Because yeah. now everybody's on the same page. And now there's an expectation. And now it's truly family. Yeah. That. I like how they <laughs> call their team meals family. That's what I miss. Remember you asked me, like, what I really miss about restaurants? And I said the camaraderie. Yeah. That I miss. That yeah. part where I would be like, people would try, like, some people in the kitchen would be like, man, I got work to catch up on. I'll help you finish it. Take your ass out there and go go eat with everybody. Right. We don't get these moments, so we might as well get them here while we can. Right. We so used to hunched over eating real quick. Like, we don't even get to really experience, like, dinner with our families a lot of the time. So, this right here with the people I fight with the most, like, we got to have fun with that. Per, I, perfect example. Went out to eat a couple weeks ago. I run into old server of mine. Okay. Dap up. Um, 
and I tell him, bro, I want I want to thank you. He's like, for what? I was like, yo, you have no idea. Like, you made me a better chef being an asshole. And he was like, you got to understand, people are paying a lot of money to experience. And because you being <laughs> bullshitting or fucking up and being lazy, you fuck it up for me. Right, right. So we got it. We are family. Like, so <laughs> we got to figure this out. We could either be the cousins that don't get along, but if somebody hits you, I'm hitting them. Or we could be the cousins that get along and we just work together and make it a thing. So, like, that that final shot of family dinner, like, heartwarming. And they had spaghetti. Yeah, the I, one thing that Karm wanted to fucking get rid of. <laughs> I, I feel him. I feel him. Spaghetti's overrated, but... It can be, but like that was like one of their claims to fame. Yeah. So it's like if this is what we're known for, why the fuck are you trying to get rid of it? And they didn't understand. I'm not trying to get rid of shit that y'all love. I just want to elevate this place and take it to another level so we can get rid of something so mundane as spaghetti mm -hmm. and put some thorough shit on, change the narrative a little bit, but it's like mm -hmm. the narrative doesn't need to be changed. Like you ain't like you don't you don't even you don't even be here. We're here. We know. But it's like, all right, yeah, I hear y'all, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, they didn't even start understanding it till they started cleaning the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Like you know when I knew shit in that kitchen was changing for the better. Tina. When her attitude changed. Mm-hmm. When she had that conversation with Richie in the alley and she was like, no, like things are good. I'm good. I'm learning. Yada, mm -hmm. yada, yada. Because she was the only one that was like, no, nah, fuck this. I don't, I don't know what y'all on. I ain't on that shit y'all on. System bucker. Oh, my God. For sure. Until, if I'm not mistaken, her son was like, yo, something different about you. It was that, but it was also... Two things. One, she just assumed that Sydney was going to tell her her mashed potatoes was shit, and she was like, "Go ahead, get it over with. Tell me, tell me they shitty." And she was like, "Nah, they're good." Oh yeah. All right, yeah. come on, let's go. And she looked at her like, "What?" She like, cause she wasn't expecting it. Then the other time, when I think she had milk on in the pot mm -hmm. and she burnt it, and she was pissed, and she went to go throw it out, and then she came back. Sydney had put a fresh pot on with the rosemary in it yep. to flavor it up. And she was like, why'd you do this? And she was like, because we don't have time to fucking fall behind. We got shit to do. You're welcome. And she was like, damn, this little bitch, she ain't too bad. Yeah. It, like, ain't, a, it ain't about your personal ego. It's about the people that's paying, like, that pays our bills. Right. Like, even real quick, we should have touched on this, but women in the kitchen. We can end on this one. All right. As much pressure as we have as just being black chefs, that woman in the kitchen shit dealing with just men, especially men who can't even control themselves, right, is a different thing. Like Carmi, I fucks with Carmi. Carmi understood like that's not man. That's a chef. Period. So I treat her with a certain level of respect. I like the way he called everybody chef. 
I like it in that instance. I, I like it because it was just his way of saying, I respect, I respect you. Yep. And I'm not more important than you when you're not more important than me because we need each other to make this work. Right. Like, it was that. And I think, not even I think, like women in this industry, especially because she was like black. They don't get a fair shake, even worse than us. No, yeah, and right. I think that's what made her so determined. Like, who, Tina or Sydney? Sydney, Tina was a different thing. Sydney's bedroom looked like she was a twelve-year-old girl. Don't you think you should have like a childlike innocence when you do this? You still gotta maintain an imagination. I mean, I guess. She was just like sleeping in a fucking twin size bed. She was a grown ass woman. Let's be realistic. There's not a lot of money in this industry. No, unless you on top. No, it isn't. It, it's it's enough for you to fucking get by. If that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. And then just to piggyback on women real quick, and then we'll get out mm-hmm. y'all hair. When I got let go from a little terrace. Beep, beep. Oh, shit, beep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Engineer, y'all. delete that. I'm sorry. When I got let go from the nursing home, uh-huh. the babe found this culinary program for me to um, get into. And Oh, I see. No, no, no. I forget. But it was in, uh, I guess, what's that? Where where, where U-Penn is. What where, where part of the city is that? That's West Philly, right? Yeah. It was in West, West Philly. Philly. So, anyway. One of the instructors was this lady named Chef Siobhan. Mm-hmm. And she would tell us stories about her back in the day before she was an instructor when she was still a chef in a kitchen. And she, I forget where she worked, but she said she was the only woman chef in this entire kitchen. Mm-hmm. And the men chef treated her so bad that like she would go in the walk-in and cry. And then like, get herself together, come back out and do her job until she stopped letting them get to her and said, fuck y'all. I'm going to show y'all better than I can tell Mm y'all. And then she became like the second in command in the kitchen. And all them niggas that used to clown her was all underneath her. Yes, chef. Yeah. Yes, chef. Yeah. And she, that was just her way of letting the students know it don't matter who you are, where you came from, where you are. If you're determined enough, male or female, but especially to the females, because there was a lot of females mm-hmm. in this program I was in, y'all can really be the shit and do whatever y'all want. I'm talking Bro. about she was like she she gave life to Bro. a lot of them, like and they had like James Beard award winning mm-hmm. aspirations. So listen, big like- up Chef Siobhan. For sure, and I think being realistic, the stigma of chefs is they rock star assholes. That was an excellent way to put it. I never, yeah, that's the first time I heard that. Rock star assholes. I've gotten in more trouble in restaurants because I am the complete opposite because they they only understand one way of managing me saying get the fuck out of my kitchen it's like all right but when i say 
I, I could do your job too. You don't gotta be here. Shit reads different. And and like, especially in this day and age where nobody they not letting that shit fly. Yeah. You're not first off, you're not gonna talk to me a certain way. But you know what? The second part hurts more than the first part. Like like you said, you say get the fuck out of my kitchen. All right, whatever. Yeah, I'll go work in another kitchen. But when you tell them, when you when you just when you remind them how insignificant they can be at times and it's like bro i'm doing you a favor or sis i'm doing you a favor Mm -hmm. by allowing you to work in this kitchen but don't think for a second i need you right because i don't you're making my job easier and i yeah and i think with that when i say when i say the rock star asshole shit it's the arrogance and then what i can only i've seen it a handful of times but i can only imagine how women feel after that like shorty on the show i can't was sydney sydney was so amazing like because she was talented she could hang she wasn't taking a shit she just needed a mentor to kind of like molder molder and like polish yeah. the rough ends because yeah. you peep after that catering thing fell apart that she was a part of mm-hmm. when she started the catering, she kind of lost her light dimmed a little bit. It's demoralizing because yeah. you put so much effort into something that yeah. fell apart. Her light dimmed and she needed somebody to remind her, no, nah, you the shit. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can do this. But it's all within reason and it's going to take some time. Yeah, You want this shit overnight. It's not going to happen that way, especially seeing as how you're second in command. You're not even in charge. Mm -hmm. So let me mold you. But she didn't want to be molded because she thought she was already put together. Right. And that's like a certain level of arrogance. Like we all have like we all chefs got a certain level of arrogance. Like. But, you know, we got to we got to get a a woman chef on here so we can really deep dive in this. But I can honestly say my experience in the kitchen has only been like with women it's right. only been black women and really when I did, yeah shout out and i'll tell you like really yeah in your, in your professional career it's been women of color okay but even the the it's majority black women the sous chef at the hotel was a woman mm-hmm. white woman super cool mm-hmm. super cool uh uh, 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 like what? Like she was, like she was it for sure. Um, super dope. As a matter of fact, I gotta reach out to her. I ain't talked to her in a long time. I gotta reach out to her, make sure everything's cool. She's actually the executive chef mm-hmm. of the kitchen at that hotel now. You, get, you gotta get her on. She's not coming on. I can tell you right now. She's <laughs> All right, say less. Yeah, no, she ain't coming on. Listen, but um, like, like this, this is this isn't even her wheelhouse. Like this right here. Okay, but um. What, well, um, knowledge, all that. She she was kind of like floss. She's not stingy with the information. Mm-hmm. She put you on, um, but she 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 burn she 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 burns out on people fast. Like if she knows you're you're a douche or you really ain't about shit, and she picks up on it, all right, whatever. That's the sign of a real chef, though. Yeah, like I tried. You don't want to learn. Whatever you want, your own. Lost cause. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's the real sign of because. We don't be having time. 
No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, last thing, and then we'll we'll let y'all go. We'll get out of here. Um, it was about the Bears, about the show. Yeah. Um, I'll bring it back up to you later. I'm having a brain fart right now. I can't even think of it. No, nah, it's cool, it, man. It, 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 it's eluding me, and I'm pissed because as soon as we done, you gonna remember? I'm going to remember. Don't worry about it, man. Write it down. Save it for the next one. Yeah. But no, the bear, great show, y'all. Yeah, highly recommend. Have to watch it if you haven't. If you haven't and you're going to watch it now, we apologize for the spoilers. But it's only going to make your viewing pleasure better because now you're going to be looking for it. And you're going to be understanding, like we, for the most part, we without spoiling it, we explain some of the things that you're going to be seeing when you're watching it. Like, no, yeah, yeah. Why the like? Why the fuck is he yelling like that? Like, you can't talk to people like that. It's like, no, 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 no. One band, one sound. Oh, I remember now. See, I got you. See? Before we go, what do you, and to the viewers, if you're in the industry or you know what we're talking about, this question is for you guys as well. Mm -hmm. What do you prefer? Do you prefer the brigade style in the kitchen or do you prefer the laid back, just, you know, whatever type of style in the kitchen? I need both. You need both. I need both. Okay. Because up until showtime, like like perfect example. Remember I said like if you it was a privilege to work Fridays and Saturday nights. Right. So Saturdays I would come in, I would open, but we know we're we're only open for dinner service. Up until four o'clock. It's casual. Mm-hmm. Casual music blasting, getting family, getting getting family dinner ready. Like my my thing, I used to need to hear like Mexican opera music. Really? It kind it gets me in the mood. Mexican opera music. Yeah. Well, that's because you can you're bilingual. But not only that, it's it's somber. You, I do listen to some opera. It, it's a mood it sets. Okay, I got you. I got you. When showtime starts, one band, one sound. Yo, need this, this, and this. Make sure you got this. Why the fuck that plate look like that? Like it, it, and then you can go back to being casual. Got you. But it's a, it's a certain mind that can handle that. Cause there's some people that's super casual that can't turn it off and get confused when the, when everybody hit the switch. But then, yeah, yeah. Certain people come to mind when you say that for me. Yeah, then. I was one of them. In the oh. very beginning, I was one of them. I, I was the buck the system guy. Like, I didn't, because I never had formal training. There's nothing wrong with bucking the system. I didn't understand. Oh. Heard. And yes, chef, and no chef. I didn't understand that because where every place I've been, that wasn't, that wasn't instituted. So I was never around it. So when I was around it, I'm like, I'm what the fuck, what the fuck is this? Like I'm not saying hurt to everything, and I purpose, <laughs> I purposely would go out of my way. Like like when they people like hurt, I'd be like, yeah, I got you. And, <laughs> and chef would be so mad, like Yo, you did. like what you mean? Listen, but then I had to explain to him. I don't understand. I don't like I like I don't know. Like I've never been around this. Oh yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable. And it was like, no. So then when he explained to me the logic and the meaning behind it and where it came from and all of that and the respect behind it, I oh, said, it's a different thing. I said, you know what? I understand. 
you still not getting it from me though. But yeah. I understand. I was fucking with him. Though. I do. He was my old head. Like he was cool as shit. I just needed the clarification mm-hmm. because I'm not just going to just do, start doing some shit that I don't understand because everybody else is doing it. I give you per example. So where I'm at now, right? I, I always make the joke. I'd be like, "Damn, yo." That was like say yo and say my name, and like the people who know, I'd be like, you, you know, I used to be a chef, right? And they all laugh and they'd be like, heard, okay. And I'd be like, but it's the joke amongst the people that know, right? And then it would be like, yo, this what we doing? Heard, heard, but why are we doing? Clock out, see you later. I need to do clock out, see you later. But what? Like, why are you going to finish tonight? Clock out, see you later. The people that said heard understood what's what the assignment is. Like that's it. We all on this page except for the people who don't understand. You really made them clock out and go home. Bye. Oh shit. But it's like it's it's a it's a respect thing and the fact that you understand. I'm not here to coddle you, and I'm not here to give you attention. You're here to do a job, and that's it. Just like me. So like it's it's like and it's not even so much I I hated being called chef until I understood the weight and levity it has. Got you. Especially when it comes into how much work and effort you put in. Right. Oh, I earned that. I got you. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wrap it up here Good because show, it man. seems like we can keep going. And we don't want to give y'all too much because we don't want to lose anybody's attention. Yeah, next week we're getting right back to it. Yeah, right right back to our regular scheduled program next week. This was a special episode because we really wanted to touch bases on the show and just bring light to how good of a show it was and is. Mm-hmm. We're amped for season two. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. But you know what I can't wait for? What's up? For these questions in the DMs. And these emails about the show because we, you guys, yes, I really want we really want y'all to understand that we appreciate and need the feedback. No, you guys are a part of the show. It don't work without y'all. No, so, it does not. So email us at thefoodjohnpodcast at gmail dot com. T h e f o o d j a w n p o d c a s t at gmail dot com or hit us on Instagram at the food john podcast period hit us up man yeah we're, we, we're we're very very interested to see and hear how you guys feel and for the people that already reached out to us thank you so much we appreciate y'all reach out to us again there there's no limit on how many questions you can ask how many times you can comment we might not get to all of them but we see them and we appreciate them special shout out by the way Iris, Jazz, Brock, Nika. These are people that were reposting it on their Instagram. Sending the word, sending the word. Okay. So shout out to them. Salute. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So if you want to get if you want an official shout out, come on, man. Just repost right. it. We got you. Now, nobody that I nobody on my end reposted, but plenty of people reached out to me via call. Give me a shout Text out. Text message. Time. You want shout out, shout out Brandon, shout out, Peak. shout out Camilla. What up? Shout out to um. Oh my goodness, I'm having a brain fart. I'm sorry. Shout out to. You're working too hard. Man. I, listen, I have been. 
well, if I missed you, I'm, I apologize. Y'all know who y'all are. But to Camilla and Peak, I cannot forget because we talk about this on a daily basis. So I appreciate it. You have no idea how much we appreciate it. But until next week, y'all be good. We are going to do the same. And then we'll see y'all then. Yes, sir. Love, peace, and chicken grease.